0: culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
1: As we do on a Monday, always good to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby and ACL State Director for the State of Queensland is Rob Norman. Rob's joining us. Hey, Rob, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil, and good morning. Great to be with you again. Hey, Rob, just before we get into some of the politics this week's agenda, there's a lot of communities particularly in the state of Queensland uh, suffering with bushfire activity uh, no doubt you've been uh, understanding some of those things and you've been watching headlines as well uh, we know that when ACLs dealing with these things you're not necessarily dealing with things that are on the ground but your your uh, perceptions of of what's been happening and uh, thoughts for people in in those bushfire affected areas
0: yeah terrible uh, Neil look we live in a state that, of course, uh, doesn't have a lot of rain throughout winter. And so this is a particularly dangerous time of the year, isn't it? And um, I heard yesterday that there were some 80 fires blazing around the state. And, of course, there's been, there have been casualties and people displaced, homes lost. Um, and so it's one of those annual tragedies that we face, Neil, and our hearts go out. Then we, we should be praying for those people, of course. And, um, yeah, look, this is a big deal in in Queensland. You know, when you have those sorts of stories,
1: dozens of homes have been destroyed. Um, it's not just Queensland either, but things heating up in New South Wales communities too this week. Um, my thought is that, you know, uh, sometimes in these situations, it's a good thing to encourage listeners to pray for rain, and I think there is some rain that could be forecast a little later in the week. Uh, but there's something there. Uh, your encouragement for listeners to to be uh, prayerful about these things.
0: Yes, absolutely, Neil. Uh, look, the only solution to many of these fires is rain, because um, they're often in places they're inaccessible to the emergency services. And so, you know, it should remind us actually that in every aspect of life, as believers, our first port of call is to come to Jesus and. Uh, and ask for his help. And I think that's a very appropriate thing for us to do. And for those who are in communities that are under threat, uh,
1: just uh, keep monitoring the emergency services websites and media. Uh, Let's get into some of the issues you're dealing with. Uh, Let's talk Childhood Gender Transition Prohibition Bill 2023, uh, introduced by Senator Alex Antic uh, in the Senate. Uh, What's with this one here? What are your thoughts?
0: Neil, I've got to say, Alex Antic, Senator Antic, is one of the champions of, of politics and particularly the federal parliament, the, the upper house. But um, this bill is a great bill. So it's basically been introduced uh, into the upper house um, and it addresses the issue of gender dysphoria, particularly. Uh, and this is the real concern that we have is that children as young as 12 accessing cross-sex hormones and uh gendered treatment basically so um, and unfortunately this is happening around the country often without the uh, knowledge of parents and, and often without the the permission of parents and so it's a particularly big issue uh, and there's a growing number of really good senators in Canberra that are looking out for us so people like Senator Antic, Ralph Babette, uh, um, Senator Canavan and, uh, and others and so there's a, a really good group of, of people that are bringing these bills in now whether it has any great chance of success we'll have to wait and see but the bottom line is these kinds of bill put the issues on the agenda and they go into the records and they become a reference point and so i would really encourage christians around the country to support these senators malcolm roberts is the other one write them letters encourage them and thank them for what they're doing so it's an important bill Interesting,
1: isn't it? And I'll get your thoughts here about how change happens, Rob. And it starts with a bill like this. And as you say, well, uh, who knows how successful that'll be, whether it will even get to a point where it can be voted on. But you've got to be able to introduce these issues so that they can be debated. Otherwise, nothing will happen.
0: Uh, this is the way change happens, isn't it? That's correct, Neil. Um, and this is exactly how these changes have have uh, have been required because the the left or the other side of politics has been very patient patient in the way they've gone about business, and so uh, you know we're in a position now where we see lots of legislation and lots of practice happening around the country that has really come about because of the long walk through the institutions and because of the fact that the left has been perseverant in the way they've gone about this, and so you know the silent majority um is fantastic but they we probably need to be a bit more bit bit more noisy neil and we need to engage with our politicians well as you observe a
1: deterioration in morality and the legislation that supports some things that are anti-christian or Uh, anti-human in some sense when you've got damage that's done to individuals uh, turning that around it's a big push to turn back tide and so uh, certainly support for that and I'll tell listeners how they can connect uh, with you and how they can connect with the Australian Christian Lobby shortly let's talk
0: about South Australia
1: here for a few moments Uh, prostitution reform what's happening in South Australia
0: Neil it's always great when we have good news and this is really a, a good news story And so um, Upper House member Nicola uh, Centafanti has introduced a private members bill into the Upper House. It's the equality model bill, and it basically um, will prosecute the pimps and third parties profiteering from prostitution. It'll also provide exit paths for prostituted persons, um, and it's a particularly important bill, so it implements what we call the Nordic model, which was obviously um, founded in Sweden and has grown throughout Europe into Ireland and other areas of of the Northern Hemisphere, at least. This is the first time we've seen a bill like this in Australia and um, the Honourable Nicola Centafanti is to be applauded for it. Uh, And again, we believe that there are good numbers in the Upper House in South Australia. Uh, Whether, again, this bill is passed, again, it goes on record and it's it's a very good uh, beginning, and it definitely informs what's happening here in Queensland at the moment. So your listeners may or may not be aware, Neil, There is um, there has been a recommendation by the Queensland Law Reform Commission to fully decriminalise prostitution in Queensland. Um, this bill goes opposite to that. We know that the Nordic model has the effect of reducing the size of the sex industry, We know statistically that what Queensland is proposing will increase the size of the the, uh, sex industry. Um, What many people don't realize is that the the consequences of doing this will feed into sex trafficking and basically uh, violence against women. So vulnerable women are drawn into prostitution and then it becomes a massive problem. And so, so in, this is a great bill, and it speak, It really does speak to the whole of Australia, Neil. Okay. So in the state of
1: Queensland, they're preparing to withdraw all restraint, and in some common-sense logic, you might say that will be a very bad thing, especially for women – and uh, with mm. sex trafficking, uh, exploitation, uh, all of the issues that go along with uh, the downside of the prostitution industry. But in South Australia, there's, some, you know, there's a little bit of glimmer of hope because there's a push for something that is a little proactive and actually is supporting of women. Uh, you might hope that there'll be some common sense might prevail. And this new model, which is tried and proven in so many other nations now, might get a foothold here in Australia. Hey, let's talk uh, the babies born alive uh, bill and uh, of course you know babies born alive after a failed abortion uh, what's the latest in this issue Rob?
0: well Neil, I think your listeners are probably mostly aware that there is a bill in the federal sphere so again it's it's our champions in the Senate in Canberra that have raised this bill the co-sponsors are uh, Alex antic again um, Ralph Babette from uh, Victoria and uh, uh, Senator Canavan from Queensland. So this bill again would protect babies born alive and it would make uh, babies born alive as a result of a failed, pro- uh failed abortion. Their lives would be equally as valuable as any baby born alive. That's what that bill try- tries to do. Now, what we've seen Neil in Queensland uh, is particularly encouraging at the moment. And so, Queensland Health have actually upgraded their termination of pregnancy clinical guidelines. Um, This happened quite quietly and without any public fanfare. And whereas the bill uh, previously stated that if a baby is born alive, uh, there should not be any assistance given to that baby. This is as a result of a failed abortion. Now the clinical guidelines say if a baby is born alive with signs of life, provide care appropriate to the individual clinical circumstances and in accordance with best practice guidelines. So, Neil, that's a real breakthrough. Um, it happens at the, uh, uh, at the Queensland health level, and what we're saying now at the Australian Christian Lobby is that these guidelines should now be codified into law so that they can't be changed again at the whim of of health bureaucrats. Okay, and as you
1: say, in your state of Queensland, uh, there's a glimmer of light, and uh, that's actually, there's some guidelines there to provide care. I, I couldn't help but thinking, just as you're describing those things, in those states that are refusing to acknowledge uh, that necessary care for babies born alive after an abortion procedure, it, it does seem to be that activist politicians are very happy not to acknowledge that that baby needs care because, in some ways, you cannot, uh, in their mind, uh, humanise a baby. They'd prefer to think that was just a, a you know, a, a fetus that has no uh, personality and no. Uh, humanity. There's a dehumanising in these other ways of looking at it. Uh, at least in Queensland now, they've actually acknowledged the humanity of that baby.
0: Absolutely right, Neil. I mean, we've seen uh, a passage of legislation recently that was part of an omnibus bill, uh, which we call Sophie's Law. So this related to little the little baby, Sophie Milosevic, who was killed 10 years ago, I believe, um, down south of Brisbane. Um, she was at 39 weeks gestation, uh, killed in her mother's womb. And the law recently recognised that she had a right to life and that the uh, person driving the car who was intoxicated was actually guilty of a criminal offence. So that was a recognition of her life. But this uh, baby's born alive bill definitely flies in the face of activist politicians. And, um, of course, there have been outrageous claims that it actually doesn't happen. But we know statistically... That almost once a week in Queensland alone, babies are being born alive as a result of failed abortions. Um, And of course, uh, your listeners may not be aware, but Alex Antic actually read in the Senate a whistleblower statement that um, had many examples of this, basically. Okay, so there's
1: more examples than we might imagine, and it's happening more frequently than anyone wants to admit, and so something has to happen. Uh, Let's talk parental and family rights, and I guess we're back to uh, gender and sexuality and the fact that in some states parents' rights have just been trampled uh, by government here. Uh, What's the latest so far as parental and
0: family rights go that you're working on? Well, Neil, this is an aspirational uh, piece of legislation. It would be a piece of legislation if we had our way, put it that way. Um, We're looking at the many instances of um, uh, children as young as 12 having access to cross-sex hormones, as I mentioned before, without parental uh, consent and without even knowledge, basically. And uh, so there are many instances of that happening. There are also, obviously, uh, we know from the Channel 7 Spotlight program that there are cases of children actually having surgery, uh, detransitioning with all the issues that go with that. And so our proposal, and what I'm saying to many of the MPs that I speak to, is that we need bills that empower parents as the, as the person of persons of primacy in family life, that parents actually have the right to, to veto those kinds of things they should be fully informed, um, and Neil, this covers not just the, the issues that we're talking about with gender, but also in education, so t- parents should have be fully informed on what their children are being taught. Uh, you know in state and christian schools bills that empower
1: parents Uh, some will say how did we get to a point where parents don't have uh, the rights and responsibility for their own children Uh, well let me point listeners to the australian christian lobby the acl website is acl.org.au and a number of things people can do get informed uh, also, sign up and be a part of, uh, you know, the sort of standing army of people who are ready to take some actual physical action in their own communities. Uh, plenty of room for a few more uh, people participating in that, Rob.
0: Neil, we have a great army of volunteers. We can always use more. This, these things aren't going away. And as I said before, if the silent generation remains silent, then. Crazy, radical laws keep coming through and say, I would absolutely agree with what you just said, Neil. Well, you can curse the darkness or you can light
1: a candle. And my suspicion is that uh, when you are uh, supporting the good work of the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, there's very definitely a candle being lit Uh, Rob Norman, ACL State Director for Queensland, Uh, thank you so much for your update today. It's acl.org.au. Rob, thanks so much for your update today on 2020.
0: Thanks, Neil. Blessings to you and your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.